today I will talk about prices. Uh, determination of prices is, of course, crucial to all businesses, and the pharma sector clearly makes no difference. The question here is whether there is a competition law relevance in this activity, considering that competition authorities are not regulators. I guess that you all got the answer right, and the answer is certainly yes. We are not going to focus on Article 101 agreements because I guess we all know that discussing prices with your competitors might not be a good idea. The focus of this presentation will be excessive pricing. Excessive pricing, with, uh, as you can see from the slide, can be an abuse of dominant position and will keep for uh, a second moment discussion on the issue of dominance. But interestingly, they are not considered as caught by competition law rules in each jurisdiction. A remarkable example being the US. Why is it so? Because excessive pricing should be self-correcting because they should attract the entrance of new competitors. They might be necessary to promote pro-consumer investment, but more importantly, I think, it's very difficult to assess whether a price is or is not excessive. Again, competition authorities are not regulators. In the uh, European Union, we know that uh, the Court of Justice developed the so-called United Brands Test. It is composed of two limbs, and the first one, you should verify whether the difference between the cost actually incurred and the price actually charged is excessive. And if this is the case, second limb, whether the price is unfair in itself or where compared to competing products. It is not an easy analysis. Uh, we've seen few cases, and I'm keep aside the pharma sector, but we've seen few cases relating to excessive pricing. Um, because again, it is a complicated analysis and not all these cases were concluded with a finding of abuse. What do we learn from, uh, from these cases? That the United Brand Test is cumulative, which means the price need to be excessive and unfair. That it is not entirely clear what kind of costs are taken into account by different authorities because we have seen different approaches, in particular in relation to indirect costs, those that are not uh, linked directly to production. And it is not entirely clear whether non-cost-related factors should be taken into account for the purpose of the analysis. Now we move to the pharma sector. In, in this slide, you have some example of recent cases um, we refer to the products. Uh, you will notice that since 2016, we have seen uh, quite a significant number of cases in the pharma industry. It started from Italy, actually, with a case relating to an anti-cancer drug. And after that, we have seen investigation in the UK, in Denmark, in Spain, Netherlands, of course, European Commission, Belgium and Austria are now dealing with this topic. Uh, I'm not going to go in the details of these cases, uh, there is no time, but there are some points I would like to uh, point out. Uh, the first investigation focused on off-patent drugs whose prices were significantly increased, and those were quite easy cases in a way, because the authority had a benchmark at the price before and after the increase. Uh, 
But even though the uh, economic analysis in these cases was quite detailed, in more recent years, we have seen uh, other kind of cases refer uh, referral to orphan drugs, innovative medications, medicines still covered by exclusivity rights. So it is quite broad. We have also example of a distributor that increased price by 2,000% when it realized that a parallel trader was out of stock and not able to deliver the drug to hospitals. So it's broad. It's clearly under the radar, as you can see from the slide, the number of cases in the last year is certainly significant. And it's not only under the radar of competition authorities. We've seen a consumer association reporting certain behaviors to the uh, competition authority because clearly this is a sector that is relevant uh, for consumers. Uh, I refer in particular to uh, what an Italian and a uh, um, Belgian consumer association have reported to their respective national authorities in relation to uh, the, um, the price of a treatment for the spinal muscular atrophy. And this consumer association have analyzed the annual financial reports of the involved companies and it identified that notwithstanding the product was covered by exclusivity until 2029, the companies were already able to recover investment and start getting some margins after one year after marketing of the product. So this is under the radars and it's expanding. What are the implications of this situation? Checking the time in order not to take time of my colleagues. Um, I would start with this consideration. You should always prudently assess your position in the market because the relevant market is crucial. And what we have seen in these cases is that competition authorities generally define markets very narrowly. Uh, because in narrow market, it is easier for an authority to uh, allege that a company is dominant. We have seen uh, markets defined at the molecular ATC5 and Galenic form level. We have seen market as narrow as the specific product manufactured by a specific company and distributed in the UK, including parallel imports. And we have seen uh, the UK authority distinguishing different lithium carbonate medicines by, based on different in dosage and release characteristics. So market could be very narrowly defined. And since we are talking about the abuse of dominant position, the finding of dominance is crucial for an authority analysis. Then we move to the United Brands test. The cases does not make clear what the authority take into account. That's why in my second point, I refer to a quite uh, general term, which is price should be justifiable. Uh, the United Brands test, as mentioned, considers uh, costs and price and compare them. Now, we know the cost of production, direct costs are certainly part of the analysis, but what about indirect costs? We've seen reference to EBITDA, we've seen uh, authority considering cost and revenues uh, to obtain orphan drug designation and marketing authorization. We've also seen authority that included in the analysis the risk that the product could fail. 
So it's not entirely clear what are the costs relevant and then how the costs are allocated. There are several ways to allocate costs, uh, reference to COGS, cost of goods sold, reference to volumes, reference to revenues. And we've seen the authority mixing these various uh, um, ways of allocating costs. Uh, when you have to assess if a price is excessive, first limb of the United Brand case, then the authority typically takes into account costs and a reasonable markup. It's a cost plus assessment. Also in relation to the markup, we have seen different positions. In certain cases, a markup of 13% was reasonable. In other cases, a higher markup. In some cases, it is not entirely clear because the, uh, the public versions of the decisions do not report exactly that figure. And we are still discussing about whether a price is excessive. Then we have the unfair part. And I think that this is probably the most inter interesting part relating to the pharma sector. Uh, because we have seen authorities that in relation to the unfairness of the price, so a price is excessive, is it unfair? They refer to the concept of unfairness in itself. And they took account uh, the so-called plus factors, a sort of quid pluris that is separate from the analysis of the costs, which is part of the excessiveness limb. What have they considered? Uh, strategic sequences of price increases, debranding or removal from price regulation regimes, threats to health authorities to the list or withdrawn products, and uh, also compared and analyzed the characteristic of the products, whether it was an innovative product, it, there was a, a lot of uh, R&D activities behind it. So basically what is happening in these cases is that there is a shift uh, in a sort of intent, the relevance of the intent that normally is out of the uh, scope of a competition law analysis. So if these plus factors are, have something to do with the intent, it is very important that the documentation that is circulating outside your companies and inside your companies are very carefully drafted because we all know that you can draft a communication, but if it is poorly drafted, the message that you intend to convey is not the one that you vehicle. So it is extremely important to understand whether the communication is drafted in the correct manner without uh, alleging anyhow that the company is intending to extract some overcompetitive uh, margins due to its uh, uh, strength in the market, uh, clear and transparent communication, never threat an authority or uh, allege that you are going to withdraw a product if you don't you do not get the price increase that you that you wish, and also refer try to refer to objective elements that justify your price level and price increase. As a final consideration, uh, of course, I think there is no need to say it, but never exchange information or discuss pricing strategy intentions and price in general with your competitors. This is not Article 102, it's not dominance. It brings straight ahead in the box of Article 101, and that would be a bio-object violation, certainly, certainly problematic.